Hi, everybody. Garen and Jordan back again talking about honor from Exodus 20, Garen's message on 515. And uh, this is number three in the family series. Yes, Garen, is that right? Three, and there's one more coming. One more to come. One more to come. And is that is that it for... Yeah, and then we're actually doing a psalm preview the last Sunday of May and then doing the working doing psalms this summer. Not all 150, <laughs> one a week, and then we got some cool stuff coming in the fall. But So is next week our last follow-up? Yep, it's the last one right in the whole family thing. Um, and we'll take a break for the summer. And then we're going to take a break for the summer and come back and do some other come stuff. Come back bigger so, and better in the fall. Yeah, bigger and better. So Sweet. Yep. And still hitting, um, now I've even totally forgotten what I'm doing this week. I'll know. Oh, again, yeah. Another topic I have never heard anybody ever preach to, but I think it's really important. So, uh, Can we divulge it or is it secret? Yeah. So, because I, you know, I'm great at, at theological titles. So uh, a theology, or I don't know, I'll call it something else, but what does the Bible say about grandparenting? I've never heard anybody talk to grandparents. Heard a lot of sermons of parents. Heard a lot of sermons of kids. I've never heard of a sermon to a grandparent. And I happen to be one now, and I'm very hungry for this. You wish somebody had taught I wish somebody had taught, taught you it before. about this. And I had a conversation with a parent who's a little further along in their grandparenting who just told me last week, they're like, we just came to the realization that we have not been being intentional with our grandkids, and we need to get in the game. And I thought, that's exactly what I want to talk about. And mm. I'm glad to hear somebody else thinks that. They've like, we've been being the fun grandparent for a few years. Yeah. But they said they're getting to the age that we need to start investing in them beyond just mm. being the fun grandparent. That's so I think good. it's really important. Wow. Right? Man, good stuff. Okay. So this week, though, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're talking about honor, specifically how children honor parents. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That command to kavad. Yeah, you start off with some the kavod whole thing. Some Hebrew, the word kavod means to honor, and it means to give something. Uh, or no, it talked about the great value of something, or the weightiness, yeah, the or the heaviness of, of something. Uh -huh. So it's really something meaningful. And then on the other side of that is kalal, which means to basically uh, treat lightly. Yeah, it has two meanings in the dictionary: treating lightly, and some translations translate it that. And the other is is actually disgracing, like you're very mm. intentionally disgracing. But it carries both of those. And my guess is, is most people who are at 12 aren't disgracing their parents, but there very well could be a lot of us that treat our parents lightly, mm -hmm. and we're not giving them the weight that God gives them and the weight that they deserve for where so they So give are. us kind of a checklist. If someone's out there like, man, I wonder if I give my parents the do wait that, that they have coming to them. Maybe I'm treating them too lightly. What are some things th that might be manifesting themselves in your life if you are treating your parents too lightly? Whoa, that's, I had, yeah, I hadn't come with that from that way. I wish I had my notes with me, but just some of the things. To, so to me, maybe what we could hit, yeah, that, so again, that Kalal thing or the opposite, you know, the opposite of honor is shame. And you know, I just took some of the definitions of shame and I reversed them and made them like verbal form. So whenever you have shame, you feel like I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, I'm unwanted. And so I think anything we do to communicate to parents, like, you know what, you're really not that great, you're not good enough, I don't really value you that much, you're mm -hmm. not valuable, you're not worthy. There's Nobody says that, but I think it gets communicated in a lot of ways of like, you know, not 
communicating with them, sure. not keeping contact. Ingratitude, yeah, maybe. Gratitude. Not taking what they say to heart or listening uh-huh. to them. Yeah, not listening. Or, yeah, never even just saying thank you. You know, I, I don't get it, but you put in 20 years on me. Like, yeah, I bet that. And when I my kids are twenty, I'll get it finally. But then it's too late to tell you. Yeah, mm. it's 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 just anything that's related to, yeah, any all that kind of stuff. I mm. think is is the kind of ways that we, you know, I'd asked, I had done when I talked about this last fall, I had asked a bunch of parents of adult children, what are the things you wish if you could tell them how they could honor you? And I had a list of like eight things, and I don't have it in front of me, but. Some of them were like, you take the initiative with them instead of them being the one always like, hey, can we get together? Mm -hmm. Like you initiate or you just said one, like asking our advice, like we do have some wisdom and like if you never ask, it feels like you think. You know it all. You know it all. We have nothing to offer. So ask our advice, take initiative. So that's great if you have two parents that are married and give great advice yes, and right. live uh, an authentic life following Jesus. What if that's not you? What if your parents have made mistakes, perhaps even with you and your relationship that you don't respect and you have trouble respecting them because of it? Yes. How am I supposed that's, to honor your advice a, when I don't yep. what a great question. even agree with how you've treated me? How, yep. I mean, what do we do there? So to them, to for me, because I actually had somebody come up after first service and they're like, and they told me about their upbringing and they're like, I don't even respect them. Like, what do I do? And so we talked and for them, to me, it's really super basic. And it's like, number one, have you forgiven them? And they haven't even forgiven them. And I said, so to me, the step number one is you start praying and doing, asking God, you need to, would you please bring me to the place of forgiving them? Hmm. To me, that's the first step for that person of honoring. And I said, the other one is, um, then you being the one that takes some initiative to them, like, you know what, I have forgiven you and I want a relationship. It wasn't good in the past, but I just want that. And if they don't respond or if they say no, you've done what you've done. But so that's what I would say is if you grew up in a really bad spot is I think it's the greatest way to honor them would do you come to a place of forgiveness. And that may take six or seven years. I don't know, but it's just asking daily, Lord Jesus, you forgave people who killed you. I can't forgive a parent. Can you please change yeah. my heart? Yeah. You also talked about how shame is the opposite of honor. And we just talked about shame, I think last week even. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that? Was that by accident that found its way in there? Or is there something more to be said about yeah, that? Yeah, no, not by accident. Because anytime you read books about this stuff, it's shame and honor are like polar opposites. They go together. You're either you're either giving honor or you're giving shame. You're living with honor. You're living under shame. And so they're just the total opposite. So Again, that's just all those things of when you are having a shame-based identity that you feel you're worthless, unlovable, unwanted. It's if you turn those tables and ask, do I communicate this towards my parents just in how I act? Maybe I don't say the words, but if people just watched how I treated them, would they be like, Hmm. wow, you're kind of, yeah, does it, do they kind of lose face around me? Maybe they don't say anything, mm. but if they leave with me, they feel worse about themselves than they feel better. Because mm. if we're honoring people, because if remember the honor word, like in Tamao, it's like 
to esteem, to elevate, to lift up, to show respect, give due respect. Like, so when I leave my parents, do they feel elevated or, or do they feel kind of, oh. they're kind of walking with their tail behind between their legs when so they leave? it's so easy for us as kids to be consumers with our parents. At least it was for me and still is in some ways to just consume, consume, consume. It's yeah. their job to take care of me. Yes. And I think maybe true adulthood kicks in when we realize, oh, I need to, ha- I need to offer something to my parents. I can't just be the consumer yes. in this relationship. Yeah, and that was one of the eight. One of the eight was is if my kids sometimes would say, "Hey, can do you need help with something, or can mm-hmm. I come over and help you with the lawn, or the I don't know." Yeah, yeah, that very thing is like not a consumer mindset, but because it is when you get to old age, which is what we talked about, it's going to totally shift to where you are the servant, right? And they're the total receiver. So, yeah, maybe try and in those years where you are of being like, you know, don't just always see them as the giver of things, but I want to give and yeah. serve. Because in on its face yesterday, someone could have, you know, listened in briefly and thought, well, this is only a sermon for someone in their 50s or 40s right. who's dealing with parents in the end of life. Um, but, I mean, there's a way to honor your parents in every stage. Yes, at every stage. You talked about a few ways we know that honor is serious to God, and one of them was just the distinctives of the command the fourth command, I believe, yeah. to honor your parents. Yeah. And even as we were talking before this, you said, man, there's some good things that I thought about on stage that I wish I had said. Can you share and, them with well, us Well, and you shook your head. Did you notice that? I'm curious. When I said that, were you like, I saw that too yesterday when we read it? Or were you just shaking like, oh, that's cool? Oh, like when we were talking? Yeah. Oh, that... Uh, that it's... That all of those horizontal are negative except that one. Yeah. Well, I thought... Did you did you say that yesterday or no? No, I said I that the, it, but I I said the said promise... It. Yeah, what I said is all the promises in the Old Testament, the ones with promises, Yeah, they're all, if you do this, right. you're going to get this. Boom. Right, right, right. <sighs> but what I noticed is, as I, re- as I was just reading to him yesterday morning, it's like, you know, don't murder, don't do this, don't, yeah, don't, but don't. Do but that this. one is a do. And I'm yeah. like, I... I I caught that reading it yesterday. Oh, okay. And so that one, I just feel like that one stands out in so many ways in that I thought list. You, I thought you mentioned that on Sunday. You didn't? No, it oh, was I guess more, I just saw it. it was the promise, the thing about the others all have negative right. promise. The others of promises are like negative. Right. None of those other commands had promises in the Ten Commandments. So just how unique that one was. Then we talked about how Jesus makes a point to set it apart when he quotes it back yeah. in the New Testament, right? Yeah. And he moves it from the first command to the last to set it apart yeah. and just how he saw it as really as a very important command, maybe even the the cornerstone of those that came after it yeah. in the original 10. Right. And so you wonder, even because that's what the rich young ruler, and even as I thought about it last week, you wonder, he's doing so much with that. But was one of the things he was doing is maybe he wasn't honoring his parents and he's like, I'm going to move that one because mm. he's going to notice, oh, he didn't say that one. Oh, whoa, he came in with it mm. at the end. You know, is that part of what was going on in his life and that Jesus was going to ask him to to give up was his attitude? I don't know, but yeah. it kind of makes you wonder. It does. I appreciate that you said honoring God and parents are one and the same because so often we can be in that situation we just talked about where our parents have wronged us or they've, you know, not handled the situation well. And it's so easy to talk bad about them to siblings or to in our own hearts, even yes. judge them right, or be, you know, upset with them and what is God thinking as he sits on his throne? He looks down, he says, you know, if you can't even honor your earthly parents, how are you honoring your heavenly yes. father? Yes. Um, and just to remember that's so important. Yep. And that's when that kind of the point with Jesus and the Pharisees, he's like, you honor me with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you say you honor me, but here's the test is how do you treat parents? Mm. And he's like, you guys 
are violating the commands. So you're not honoring me. You think you are, but you're not. Right. So that, right, that thing is so serious to him. Hmm. Those are kind of the key points that I got out before um, the interview that you did, which I thought was really useful. I, I hope second service was was as good as first because first service just seemed like it was so excellent. Yeah. Um, was there anything you wanted to say about about that from Scott and Kathy? No, just they did great. I wish we had 30 minutes or an hour because there was so much that we left on the table and we knew it ahead of time. We're, I'm like, we can't, we got to kind of plow through this. Um, just it's harder than you can imagine, even than we talked about. And just, I just think if people can keep in mind a lot of that stuff, even somebody said after we were talking, they're like, when people are older, and they get to that older age, like they start becoming unfiltered in what they say. They just say what they think. It kind of becomes like children again. <coughs> and they will say things that just shock you. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing we talked even more afterwards is I don't think people, you get to you get there, but they will say things that are so painful mm. and you just don't get and just can almost like be crushing. Like what? My parent thinks that? It's really, really hard. And so to, to know that stuff's coming. So those principles that, that yeah, you're going to become their enemy, one child in particular. And I think the other thing we didn't hit enough of was make sure you're taking care of yourself. And we didn't go into a lot of details on that, but having a spouse that's very supportive of you and siblings that are supporting of you and, and that you are taking care of yourself. Because if you're not, that can really run you down. Yeah, you can come out of that season just really, really tired. And that's why people who come out of that season frequently end up with other diseases. My dad came out of that, was diagnosed with cancer like a month later, a mm-hmm. week later, two weeks. I mean, he told us at the funeral, after the funeral, he wasn't feeling well and was going to the doctor. So he already had it. But you just, you hear stories and you wonder how much the stress is so incredible. Like how much is it wrecking people's bodies, mm-hmm. that stress So just to take care of yourself and yeah. So even if we're not currently in that spot, I mean, my parents are, let's see, I think my dad's 56. I think my mom's 55. So they still got a ways before this, but even for somebody in my age demographic or younger, just to remember and realize like, this is reality. Here's some, here's some things I can know even going into that stage. Um, So I'm not surprised by anything. And also, you you know, you talk about the different ways to honor your parents in every stage of life too. So I think for my stage, it would be like showing an interest and calling them up and not approaching them with a consumer mindset all the time. Yeah. Um, because I need to have things to offer them as well because they've offered so much to me. Yeah. So good sermon. That's ap- good. Applied to every age demographic. And uh, yeah, not one I had heard before. So thank you for doing it. Yeah. And I appreciate just you talking, your application of all that, I think is really, really good and helpful. So, yep, we're all in different places with our parents and we all need to, the key is, is we need to treat them with kavod, right? Kavod, not kalal. We give them honor. We don't do things. They should leave our presence feeling more elevated about themselves and not down about themselves. And yeah, it, yeah that's, that's kind of, to me, is kind of the big thing. And then I just wanted to do this in the... Yeah, probably a lot of people are like, they're in their 30s and they're like, my parents are so far from that. <laughs> but if they got some of the idea of what could be coming, that was my main goal because I had no clue. Right. And when you had, and Kathy had no clue, Bill had no clue. And when it hits you, 
it hits you fast and hard. And if you know nothing about that, it mm. is really hard internally. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I wish somebody had told me this stuff ahead of time because yeah. at least you got a clue. Yeah. So, man, okay. Garen, thank you so much, guys. We're excited for next week's final sermon in the family series. And so we'll see you there. Thank you.